an inside look at the restaurant industry and entrepreneurial insight to help you succeed. It's the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. What's going on, guys? How are you? This is Nick Calgary and Mitros, host of the Paper Trails Podcast, and we're back for episode 30. And just so you guys know, we are wrapping up season one of the Paper Trails Podcast. We have been, gosh, awesome. What's it been, a year now? I think maybe right at a year, a little over. Um, I think a little over a year, 13 months now. We got 30 episodes under our belts. You know, we've got some stuff dialed in. You know, we've had plenty of guests, you know, all different ranges, as you guys have seen from executive chefs, restaurateurs, owners, um, Instagrammers, food influencers, content creators. I mean, all sorts of uh, different backgrounds of the food business, but I think it's been good. I, th- I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I- I've had a blast. And so, um, so anyway, I have another guest to wrap it up and some dear friends of mine, uh, Greg over at Pinky's Westside Grill um, in Charlotte and Huntersville, two locations. And so um, we were talking, um, well, we first talked many months ago and I was talking to one of his partners about, you know, just coming on, coming on and talking about the business and how they got started and, you know, give these guys uh, some love. If you guys know anything about uh, you know, hot spots in, in Charlotte, the food scene, Pinkies is one of them, you know, if you, and if you have not gone, Lord, where have you been? You got to go check these guys out. They're off of, uh, Moorhead, Moorhead, yes, Freedom and Moorhead, Freedom and Moorhead. And so they've been there for 10 plus years. I would have yep. to think you guys started when, uh, going Greg? on our 11th year, 11th year, over yeah. 10 years. Um, super awesome, different, eclectic, great food, great staff. I've worked, they're actually clients of mine. I've worked with them for many years now, and they're always a first-class organization and uh, very supportive of buying local and things like that. And so, Greg, thanks for being on the show. Thank I, you. I appreciate you coming on and hanging with us. And so, you know, let's... um. Let's start from the very beginning. Let's say nobody knows who Greg is, which <laughs> people do know who you are, but right. let's assume they don't. Give us your background. How did we, how did you even end up, you know, 10 years, almost 11 years into owning, you know, a, a very popular restaurant, Food Network, you've got friends. I mean, you, you are well-connected in the scene. I remember us sitting down probably years ago, you know, whenever we first started talking, yeah. um, and so, uh, man, you've 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 got influence. You've got you know you've been on the Food Network a cu- couple different times, I think. And yes. so, how did this even happen? How you know you're you're, you're from the area? Yeah, I'm uh, born and raised in uh, Charlotte. Here, one of a few. Okay, um, I'm in a, a a small club. It seems like you know, yep. But, uh, but that's cool. I mean, you know, more more uh, people and more different type people come to Charlotte. The more better. friends. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, I've seen this grid, this city grow from nothing to everything. You know, we had no sports when I was a kid. We had, uh, you know, like uh, amateur, and I mean, basically all we had was racing and wrestling. Yeah, and that was it. You know, and uh, minor league baseball. Uh, so you know, um, but anyway, uh, I started out. Uh, my father was a fireman, mm-hmm. and uh, he always had a lot of jobs on the side. Okay, and uh, very common if you're a firefighter. Oh, yeah. Yes, they have uh, they have very good job. Yeah, they work like what, half the month, and then the other half the month, you know, something like they that. They work like nine days a month, twenty four hour shifts, which is you know leaves a lot of spare time. You yeah, know, you can either lay around and get fat, or you can make you, know, <laughs> you can have a couple of good jobs. Which back then, you know, they just, 
they really didn't care. I mean, they, they didn't have, <coughs> you know, health tests and all that stuff. Sure, so, sure, sure. So they, they'd sit around and cook, you know, whatever one of them had uh, hunted or shot or, you know, whatever over uh-huh. the weekend. They'd bring it in and cook it. So Okay. I ate stuff. Um, so he, he was the barbecue guy, your dad? Oh, yeah, yeah. He loved to, loved to do barbecue. He was great pork cooker. I mean, he was, on, uh, on the grill, always kind of? Yeah, one, okay. of, the, one of the best. I mean, he... Uh, he did a lot of catering, uh, you know, and I didn't even, at the time, I really didn't even know what catering was. I just sure. thought it was just, he was throwing parties. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I'm over there shucking corn and stuff for him to cook on the grill. And, okay. You know, I, I got all the crappy jobs, but uh, <laughs> it was a good learning experience. Okay. Uh, you know, kind of learned how to go from the bottom up. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but just uh, paying attention to that and, Watching my grandmother cook, I mean, she was a great cook. Used pretty much nothing but cast iron. Okay, you know, and she she'd do either cornbread or you know the classic fried steak or whatever. You know, she knew how to work the, the cast iron pan. So okay, I guess that's why I'm I'm a huge fan of cast iron now. So okay, I really believe in uh, in that. You know, if you got a couple of good cast iron skillets, you're set. You know, as long as you keep them seasoned well. Yeah. So. But uh, anyway, um, my path towards food, I am always love to eat. Okay. I mean, I, you know, there's stories that they used to tell me as a, as a kid. We'd, my grandfather had a, a lake house, a little, just a little shack on the lake. Uh-huh. And he had this boat. We'd get in and go to Riverview Fish Camp. Okay. And Where's that at? That's uh, down on Lake Wiley. Okay. Uh, right off Wilkeson Boulevard. It's South Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, it's not there anymore. They've closed. Uh, but it was a fantastic place. It was there for, gosh, probably 60 years or so. Oh, wow. But, uh, it a staple, really, sounds like. Really, yeah, it was really good. It was uh, it was kind of like the ranch, a ranch house, steakhouse, places like that that had been there forever. And yeah. It just... Uh, you know, I guess Charlotte outgrew the fish camps because you don't see those much anymore. Yeah. But uh, um, they would always tell me that as soon as we'd pull off the dock, I was like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? You know, so I was, I've, uh, uh, about 20 years ago, I lost about 80 pounds and okay. I've, I've managed to keep it off. Good for you. <clears throat> well, you know, and it's, that's a hard thing in the restaurant business <laughs> because I'm, you know, I always cooked to taste, so yeah. I was always, you know, I had a stack Nibbling. of yeah, I had a stack <laughs> of spoons, and the, you know, the years that I worked uh, saute station or yep. you know, or you know, you're always tasting stuff, so you, you know, it it adds up. Sure, and uh, sure. So before I knew it, I was 280 pounds, and you know, that's that's hard on a five foot nine or ten frame. Yeah. You know? Whichever day you, yeah. you call it. You <laughs> eleven know. on a good day. <laughs> yeah, eleven's yeah, a great day. <laughs> yeah, eleven's a great day. Uh, but uh, yeah, so um, always like food. So always kind of you know you're. It, it sounds like grandma, dad. You got you yeah. always up to you know hosting events, mm-hmm. grilling, kind of you know doing that. And so, so it it, it sounds like you've always. Ha- Love food, kind of maybe develop the passion for it, kind mm-hmm. of over the years. Yeah, a lot of times when uh, my mom would cook dinner, I'd, I'd look to table and I'd be, uh, I'm gonna go make me something. And you know, <laughs> really, I'd, yeah, and it, you know, <laughs> my, my mom didn't get, you know, she wouldn't get offended. She she knew good I, for her. Uh, it was a, a way for me to get creativity out. That's and, awesome. Uh, I think she kind of saw it 
earlier than I did. Okay. Uh, but it uh, it took me till I was about 20, 21 to figure out that that's what I really wanted to do. Okay. Because uh, I was good at it. Yeah. And because uh, everybody I cooked for, they were like, man, you ought to do this for a living. Yeah. You know? And uh, I'd never really thought about, thought it, maybe? about it. Yeah. And uh, it's because, you know, Charlotte was such a small town. We had. Uh, what, what, what years is this? Um, this is so you, you were early, t- early eighties, uh, or mid eighties, about 85 probably. Okay. So we're talking about like Charlotte is no metropolitan city at this oh, point. No. It's nothing. Uh, we had steak and ale and, you know, red lobster and those were fine dining. You know I mean? That was, <laughs> that was good stuff. Yeah. That's, that's a uh, creme de la creme right oh, there. You yeah. know, like you're <laughs> definitely I red mean, lobster. The, oh yeah. That's I, funny. That's, uh, and you know, in my quest to kind of conquered a restaurant world and wanted to learn as much as I could. Good for you. And so I took a bartending class. Okay. And ended up bartending at Red Lobster. Okay. So, and it was on Freedom Drive. Uh Uh-huh. In the middle 80s. So that was the spot to go if anything special happened. Red Lobster. So, you know, they... Is that that where you cut your teeth and learned a lot about... Was it was that was that where you learned more about the bar business or the restaurant business? Uh, more about the bar business. Okay. Um, I uh, slung a lot of pina coladas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they had about four drinks that you could buy and yeah. take the glass home. You know, and that was okay. 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 Interesting. That was the best thing in the world to a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I guess. You know, they would take them home and put them on the shelf. And sure, yeah. Thanks yeah. for taking them, taking us there for your our anniversary yeah. or whatever. You know, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, they had like a uh, just a <clears throat> frozen sugary ice machine, and then you'd put the ingredients on top of it. And so real simple. That was it. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, a monkey could have done it, and, <laughs> it, and it would have been far more interesting, probably. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it it was uh, it, it was a good experience though because I, I got to uh, go in the kitchen and see a really fully equipped kitchen that that could put out probably volumes two hundred three hundred covers you know with no problem mm. and uh, so I think that really is what hooked me after that I was like man I'd really like to get in there and you know get my hands dirty and yeah. So then I started kind of focusing more on on kitchen stuff, food and, side. Uh, okay, yeah. And uh, so first restaurant you worked in the, in the kitchen was where? Um, let's see. I, I'm thinking it was Taco Loco, a, a local uh, little local two off uh, taco store. Okay, we had one on Freedom Drive, and there was one on South Boulevard. Okay, and I know a few people that worked there, and. I've kind of run back into them in the industry in different places. Nice. And, uh, it's very, very interesting. And, uh, but it was a, a unique experience because um, the guy that uh, this guy, Dave, um, he was from Colorado. Okay. And he, he was like a restaurant wizard. This guy knew he had an answer for everything. Really? You know, any, you know, sewage coming up in the kitchen in the middle of lunch and he could fix it. You know I mean? Just like that. It was uh he could turn stuff around. So experienced it, restaurateur yeah, knew what he was doing. Yeah, and he never freaked out or, or anything. You know, he was always calm. Good for and, him. And he could handle it. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Uh, Which, I mean, there's there, there's something to that. I mean, oh, like, yeah. just to, you know, I mean, I just to, to give kind of uh, uh, some thought process on that, you know, my thoughts on that is, 
you know, when you are a leader of a business, when you, when you got, when you're a manager, it doesn't matter if, if you own it or not, uh, stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Emergencies. I mean, restaurant, I mean, stuff is going to happen. You know, the internet's going to go down. Your credit card machine's not working. The POS system, you're out of to-go box. I mean, something is bound to happen. Obviously, you do every measure you can to prevent that, but how do you handle that? Yeah. Are you are you emotionally stable? Are you sound? Are you are you solid? Or I mean, you know, or is you know hell breaking loose? And you're you know, I mean, so um, good good for is Dave good yeah. good for Dave man for you know I mean, and I'm I'm sure that made an impression on you seeing that yeah. like yeah. years ago as a as a young you know uh, uh, aspiring restaurateur mm-hmm. you're like okay I see how this guy's handling you know situations yeah yeah and it it, it was. Uh Probably the best year and a quarter or so uh, as far as me learning, just getting off the ground and, and F- how to, foundational stuff. Yeah. And how to handle a shift and, and, uh, you know, not to freak out, you know, and that was, uh, mm. that was a huge lesson because, uh, you know, sometimes when you're working on a tight budget and, uh, especially later on when he sold the place, uh, yeah. and, uh, these guys were some relation to, Krispy Kreme uh, founders, uh, and they came in, and uh, it was just, uh, you know, of course it was different. Dave wasn't there, and these guys were uh, were more prone to freak out about stuff. You know, I think they wanted their investment just to take off right away and, and yeah. just blast off. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I had some ideas. I was like, you know, <coughs> I uh, <laughs> one of the – First lessons I learned about messing with the uh, recipes was there. Um, I remember I put some extra garlic and something else in the refried beans. I think more fat back because we were putting big slabs of fat back in it. Uh huh. Pressure cooking dried beans. I mean, it was great, really good stuff. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I can make this better. And and then I took it to the owners, and they were like, "Don't mess with the recipe." <laughs> and so I was like, "Oh, okay." So. Uh, you want you want it all the same. The the, the new owners that yeah. they came in, yeah. So they, they so they probably knew it from the actual donut side. Hey, yes. recipe is a recipe. Don't mess with it. Yes. Interesting, an interesting thing to learn, right? You yeah. know, early yeah, on. Definitely. I mean, uh, you know, it was their place, and uh, it wasn't my place to start messing around with stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was told that pretty quickly. But uh, um, you know, it just. The rebellious side of me was like, yeah, one day I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my own beans. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. I'm gonna make my own beans. I'm gonna make them twice as good. Yeah, they're gonna be better than the ones you taste. More fat back and garlic. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, That's two, hilarious. Two favorite ingredients. I love that. <laughs> yeah, but that, that that was a good lesson early on, though. It uh, it uh, I made sure to get clearance from. Then on out, anything I did differently. Uh. <coughs> All right, so so you're there for a little over a year. You know the restaurant yep. get the restaurant gets sold. You know new mm-hmm. ownership. Um, I'm assuming you you leave there shortly after, probably. Yeah, I left there, and uh, and the word is where does uh, Greg land after that? After Taco Loco? After that, um, I had a hot dog cart. Interestingly enough, they uh-huh. uh, you know of course your own. Yeah. So that was your first experience of entrepreneurship. Yes, when I was. Uh, How did that happen? Well, um, me and my dad had always talked about it, and uh, he had a friend who was just a great welder, 
and he welded us a stainless steel hot dog cart. It was uh-huh. very simple, just had a grill on it and a sink on the front end, had a water tank, and uh, around the front near the hitch had a gas tank, uh-huh. propane tank. Um, so I just grilled everything, heated the chili on the grill. Uh, so we sold hot dogs and sausages and drinks, potato chips, snacks, stuff like that. How, how, how did that go? Like, how was, like, like what was your first taste of business, business ownership like? Um, it was hard. It was, it was really hard. I mean, because number one, um, uptown was just starting to open up where people were getting out and about for mm-hmm. lunch okay. and things like okay. that. And, uh, what, what, what years is this? This is probably around 86, 87. Okay. Something like that. And, uh, but yeah, I was, uh, I started out in front of the old Ivy's building. Okay. Um, and then let's see. Yeah. I was down by Ivy's and Belks and that when they tore Belks down, they relocated me up to fifth street. I was in front of at the time it was, uh, was a bank that's let's see gosh i can't even remember the name of the bank they're not in charlotte but well they're i don't think they exist anymore anyway uh-huh. but it was a pretty sweet spot okay because i was right at the bottom <clears throat> of a, a nice size bank building okay so, um you know one one part to it was a you know you did learn that there were some beautiful girls in charlotte <laughs> You know, that was one of the advantages. and uh, Nice. You know, so uh, a lot of that repeat business, that was, that was very welcome. And, uh, you know, and they were always like, oh, I don't know if I ought to eat this. Cause I'm like, nah, here, put extra on it. Here, yeah, eat, there we go. Know, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, but uh, made a lot of friends in that building and, nice. and in the surrounding areas. And then other carts started coming in. And uh, <coughs> what they did was they had like a, uh, a pool they put you in, and then they assigned you a spot according to what they drew. Oh, so they told you where so, to go? Yeah, they told us where to go. And you know, in the beginning, I was like, "Cool, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go at the corner of trade and trying." You know, yeah. and uh, at the time, um, this guy that had a bigger cart, and he had quite a few other things, so he was on trade and trying. Uh huh. Uh, I guess they figured he was a better fit because he had more stuff. And, uh-huh. uh, but eventually, we we had a, a falafel stand that came, uh, which I thought was fantastic because they were right across the street from me. Nice. And I love falafels, so just about every day I ate falafels. Nice. But, uh, you know, I thought at the time, I was like, man, what a what a nice growth. I mean, we've got international food yeah, on yeah, the yeah. street in Charlotte. It's, it's, it's kind of like early <clears throat> early version of food trucks. Yes. Like late 80s, yes. different styles of food. You're in mm-hmm. you're in uptown. Yeah. That's cool. What what, what did you learn from that? Fir- no, or uh, how long did you have the cart for? I had the cart uh, for about uh, two and a half years. I think, up, yeah, about two and a half years. Okay. And uh, what did you learn from that? Like that first experience of... You know, doing your own thing. I'm you. I'm sure, like, you know, you, you learned the 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 money side. I mean, inventory, buying products. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, presentation. What 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 were some of the first things that you you got from that? Um, making sure that you make enough money and keep enough money to keep your inventory up, so you can keep going. You know, that was uh, that's good. You know, when you're when you make a hundred dollars. 
you know, and, and when you're that young, it's like, wow, I got a hundred dollars in my pocket. Yeah. You know? And then you, you forget about, oh, I need to go buy a couple of cases of hot dogs and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So I, you know, I learned real quick that, you know, you, you've got to have a consistent product and, uh, You've got to always have that product because yeah. people rely on it. And um, money in the register doesn't mean money made, right? right? It's sales. Oh, yeah. Sales doesn't equal profit. Sales just equals sales. Like yes. you know, there's expenses that 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 actually come along with that. Which, oh, yeah. which I'm sure in in your experience, I'm sure you've seen over the years. Um, that's what actually you know I think stifles a lot of people in in restaurants, especially. It does. You know. Take to take too much money, maybe pay yourself a little too much up front. Mm-hmm. You're not investing back in the business. You're not. I mean, I just I just noticed that you guys uh, at Pinkies off of Moorhead, you guys just fixed your patio. Yeah, like an actual. I mean, yeah, it's that, that's not and... that's not free. Oh, like just, no. <laughs> just, I mean, so my my point is is if you don't handle your business correctly and you don't invest back into it, um, it's a very very easy recipe for failure. Yes, right, definitely, yes. Um, and you know, I, I learned that, um, I mean, I, I did pretty well with the hot dog cart. Uh-huh. Um, and then 1989, um, we were in for the first time we got into festival in the park. Okay. And I had a nice location. Uh-huh. Um, and I was going to be selling hot dogs and sausages and you know, pretty simple stuff. So I figured, man, this is going to be great. Yeah. So we got up all this inventory and everything and, uh, in uh, 1989 is when Hugo came through. I remember that. And uh, so my cart, uh, a lot of people's carts got destroyed and, and, you know, places that had bigger things that trees could fall on. Yep. But actually my hot dog cart was in the middle of three uh, fallen trees and it was just sitting right in the middle of it. Not even uh, the umbrella was... So it was, it was fine. So it was fine. So, you know, I was like, well, okay, this is a this is a bust, and I'm going to feed the neighborhood hot dogs for a few days while nobody had power, mm. which is what I did. I mean, we, we gave hot dogs because, you know, we we bulked up. You know, we thought, man, we're going to make a killing. Yeah. But, uh, but it just, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. And uh, so then uh, – and for, and for our listeners kind of listening that – Maybe we're born, you know, after the 2000s. You know, uh, Hugo was a, a hurricane in 1989 yes. that was a, a mass. I mean, I remember we, I was born in Statesville, Greg. Okay. And um, I lived there until I was, I was born in 86. So we left there in 91 to move to Salisbury where I kind of was, was raised. And um, I remember tr- like massive trees falling, almost hitting yeah. our house. I mean, it was a serious hurricane. Yeah. A lot of damage uh, to... You know, North Carolina, Charlotte, all the surrounding areas, and so you know that's for you listening. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it was not unlikely for a ton of damage and trees to, to kind of kind of you know take a hit. So anyway, yeah. you know, continue. Go ahead. Well, um, you know, it uh, it it did. It pretty much destroyed Myers Park. I mean, it was there was there was a fire truck that uh, a huge one of those huge trees on in uh, Myers Park. Uh, fire trucks. Close to a half a million dollars, and a tree hit it right in the middle of this ladder truck, and it just destroyed the fire truck. Dang! And you know, seeing it, it, in my life, I'd seen you know tons of fire trucks, but I'd never seen one destroyed yeah. or or even hurt. You know, I mean, those things are like trains. You know, yeah. 
And uh, so it was it was a really bad thing, and uh, a lot of people lost a lot of stuff. And uh, but uh, I started thinking more of you know brick and mortar type. Okay, you know, I need to want to get into a restaurant. I want to do something. And uh, so so the the plans after that were what? <clears throat> what you know what were you thinking of? Well, my grandfather wanted to meet with me and my mother. Uh, my grandfather was uh, from rural South Carolina. Okay. And uh, he was a hardworking man. He was in the Marines in World War II. Um, and he started his own uh, drywall business, Mecklenburg okay. Drywall. Uh-huh. And uh, so he was like, well, I got some money put back, and I've always wanted a restaurant and bar kind of okay. thing. And uh, so I started working on my first menu because, uh, uh, I mean, you know, I was like, you sure you want to do this? You, you know, but trying to make real sure because you know it's yeah. a huge step going, number one going into business with family you know that's yeah a, that's a very difficult thing yeah uh, but uh so we i put together uh, like a deli kind of menu and we had uh pizza and a couple of pastas it was very ambitious for the area we were at we were at uh on Highway 49 and Airwood Road, okay, which at the time was developing, but wasn't developing as fast as we needed it to. Okay, so we were there. And we had a we all, we would always have a decent bar crowd. Uh-huh. Um, what was it called? Uh, it was called Station 49. Okay, uh, and uh, we uh, let's see, we were there about two and a half years, something like that. My grandfather was. Like well, like a lot of people, you know, they think you open a restaurant, you know, your profits are going to just start coming in right away. Sure, you know, you're going to pay your <clears throat> your loans back, and everything's going to be fine, and you're going to make a ton of money, you know. And you know that's not true. And I, it's more of a grind. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's what you put into it, you know. And uh, that's why when 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 people say things like, "Yeah, man, I'm a you know you know I want to open up a restaurant," I was like, I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. Like you've You've just, you know, you have a life savings of $89,000 and you're about to invest it, you know, what? like yes. think about, you know, and just because you make a good pumpkin pie doesn't mean that you can actually run a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you know, oh, exactly. let's, let's, you know, and, and I'm not saying you're from a, a bad spot. I'm just saying like, it's tough. Yeah, it's, 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 very, it's, it's not easy. Tough. No, it's not. And it's a hard lesson to learn when uh, you have to give the keys to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh. You know, I remember the night, it was our last night, and then luckily we found uh, a buyer for the place. So, uh, but, uh, you know, it was really uh, bumpy working with family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, especially when you're not making enough money to do things you want to do or take profits or. What'd you learn from that experience? Like first brick and mortar, Station 49, like what would you learn from those two and a half years? Uh Learned the value of having uh, operating capital. Okay. Uh, having some savings. Okay. Um, having savings personally or in the business. The business. Okay. And and I guess personally too. Sure. Yeah. Know, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, never hurts. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, just having good equipment. Um, we were. I was fortunate enough that uh, we found this place. Uh, Gosh, I can't even remember where it was, but this this guy was like, "Yeah, I'll finance all this stuff for you." So we had all brand new equipment and everything, uh -huh. and uh, so it was a uh, you know working wise, it, it was I taught myself a lot of stuff because uh -huh. uh, a lot of nights I would work 
it was slow enough to where I would work by myself. But how how old were you right at, at that point, Greg? I was probably twenty six, twenty seven. I mean, so you're yeah, young. So you're not. I mean, yeah, you're I was, I was you're ru- young. running yeah. a restaurant. The responsibilities at twenty six. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it was a. It was a good learning experience. Uh, you know, of course. There were family problems that went or went along with it, but, sure. but nothing that couldn't be fixed after. Yeah, you know the business was gone. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, my brother got involved. He's kind of a hothead, but I mean he means well. But yeah, you know he's a, you know he's a, he's a guy of action. You know? Yeah, he, yeah. He works for state emergency management now. He used to be a Charlotte fireman, but he's used to, you know. All right, come on, go on. Let's, let's go. go. Let's, let's yeah. You know, there's no time to sit around and think. You know, let's just go. And so. You know those things when when you're kind of laid back like I am, it's, it's you know I'm gonna be like, hey man, it's it's cool, it's calm down, and he's like, no man, we don't have time, you know. No, no. <laughs> so you know, me and my brother are exact polar opposites. I mean, it, it's it doesn't get any different. So. Shout out to brother out there. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Alex. You know, we're we're good now. You know, we, nice. we understand our That's differences. It. I mean, it's and that happens, isn't it? Like you oh, know, yeah. younger yeah. sibling. I mean, I feel like the older you get. You know, I mean, I've got two younger brothers, you know, one's three years younger and one's uh, 13 years younger. But, you know, I really grew up with, with the one that's, you know, George, who's three years younger than me. And, you know, as kids, we always bicker. But the older you get, the more you're like, all right, man. Like, yeah. You know, we just we're family. You yeah. know, <laughs> we, yeah, we just love definitely. each other. So. I mean, you know, when <clears throat> when we were in the yard fighting with rakes and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> whatever, uh, he always loved his cars to be just immaculate. I uh-huh. mean, he, he always was a hard worker. Still is, yeah. Um, but I would, <laughs> I would always uh, go after if I wanted to end things. Uh-huh. I would pick up a rake or something, go after his car, like that's gonna <laughs> hit his car, and he'd be like, no, 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 you know. And uh, that's so funny. So yeah, I mean, you know, typical brothers. Yeah, know, yeah. I love that. And, uh, I love that. Okay, but, so station forty nine. So yeah. That, so you, you find a buyer, you sell that huge learning yep. experience. So you you've worked worked experience. worked at you know bartender you worked at Taco Loco you had mm-hmm. your own cart now you had your first brick and mortar I mean so I mean yeah. that that's a lot of experience in a short amount of time what's that five six seven years right there yeah yeah so I mean, you've you've already you know so what how you know what how do you pivot from there you know what's the next stop well you know if I'm faced with without a job and um, so uh, I'm trying to figure out what to do you know so I I, I let's see I. My first job was um, the Radisson Hotel uptown, okay. um, which is, uh, it's, I don't think it's there anymore. But uh, I got a job there as a banquet chef. Okay. So I went in at 5 o'clock in the morning and set up the breakfast bar. Okay. And then I would handle any banquets they had. Sure, events, and, stuff like that. And sometimes they were up to thousand people I and mean, they had a huge uh catering and and banquet uh, capacity part yeah. me and uh wow so yeah and uh I, a lot of time i didn't have enough help and it, you know it was just a you know a beast of a job and a lot of times i didn't get off to 11 or 12 at night wow. so uh long hours yeah d- different different whole different system I mean, you know n- oh, n- yeah. now you're in a hotel yeah i'm wearing versus franchise versus you know your own okay yeah i'm wearing chef whites and the tall hats and everything, you know. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm like, all right, man, it feels good. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I kind of made it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and there, here I am again with 
But this time I'm working in a kitchen that's fully equipped with mm. things that are top of the line. Yeah, meant. I mean, it's like being on a navy ship. You know, it's, these things are made to to feed five hundred to a thousand people. Sure. You know, tilt kettles and uh, you know things you don't have in just a normal restaurant. Yeah. You know? um, we make our own stocks, and so you know we had braziers that would hold you know a couple hundred pieces of chicken. Nice. So it was it was uh, uh, definitely. That got me right there. I mm. mean, I, I I was like, this is it. This is all I ever want to do. Yeah. You know? So I started reading every cookbook I could get my hands on. Good for you. Studying. Watching, yeah, watching everything. Uh, and at the time, really, um, it was like uh, Frugal Gourmet and Julia Child and Jacques Pepin and uh, on TV. That's about all you could, you know, see. I mean, there, there was no Food Network. And, yeah. Uh, you know, uh and I've I've even read the story of the Food Network and you know those guys that the way they put that together it was a you know it was just a wild ride for those <laughs> guys and I highly recommend that uh, yeah I can't remember the name of it but it's it's about the the Food Network the story yeah but it's a it's a great story because it, it wasn't easy for them yeah in the beginning they uh, there were a lot of people involved that uh, that shouldn't have been. But, interesting, uh, interesting. So, so you're at the Radisson, and you're there for how long? Uh, I was at the Radisson probably for about six months. Okay, so short, short stint. Yeah, that pace of uh, six days a week. Gosh, probably uh, eighteen hours a day or more. Jeez, was just. And I was driving at the time. We lived. Uh, we lived in an apartment. Me and my uh, fiance at the time. Candy, who's now my wife, um, uh, we were living down off of Airwood Road. We'd moved down there to okay. get close to Station Forty Nine. Okay, and uh, so I had like a thirty-minute commute into the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds weird. Into the city, yeah, and into the fifteen buildings that we had uptown. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, let's see. So six months after that. So how how do you end up in in Central in Central Avenue? How you know how how did that uh, how did that pan out in the Plaza Midwood area? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, somewhere in between several other gigs at different places. Yeah. Um, I ended up at Providence Cafe, uh, which was on Providence Road. Okay. And uh, they had Providence Bistro up at University. Okay. And. Uh, I was working there and doing caterings on the side, and uh, I catered uh, a couple that was uh, that were good friends of mine and okay. uh, still are. Uh-huh. Um, I catered their uh, rehearsal dinner. Okay, and uh, it was crazy because uh, she owned a hair salon, and I set up just one propane burner in the back, and I catered about seventy people <laughs> just out of this little back room. And you know, I a kept, little hole yeah, sounds I, like. I'd have to keep opening the back door. People would come by and close it, and I was like, "Look, I'm gonna die in here." You know, <laughs> carbon monoxide is real. You know? So then somebody come in, oh, it's chilly, and they'd shut the door, and I'd be like, oh, "Excuse me, yeah, that's gonna kill me." Yeah, I want to keep eating. Just give me, you know, give me that. But yeah. uh, you know, so I. I I pulled that off, and uh, everybody loved it. And uh, first off, on a side note, Greg, I bet we could probably be here for three hours. I bet you have so many stories. Oh, I've got. <laughs> yeah, I do have some. I've got some great stories. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I've got some ways that I've had to cook. 
holy uh, just on moly. The fly because something breaks or you know uh, i've just uh, that's the done gorilla i called it gorilla catering yeah you know, it's, it's just whatever you had to do you know i hear to you get the product out i hear and, you uh, you know i always could seem to pull it off i don't, I don't think Good for i you. ever had to go you know well i I can't do I can't it. Do this. Well, I mean, listen, and and you know that's a testament. I, I feel like that's what winners do. You just figure it out, right? So, like, I don't know whoever's whoever's listening to this. You know, I mean, learn from these stories because I mean, it's yeah. yes, they're funny and it's humorous and like you know we're laughing about it, but it's like there's a little thread of what it takes to succeed in there. Yeah, you gotta, you have. To, I mean, it's not gonna end up like 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 the food network story it's not going to end up exactly your the story's not going to be success isn't a straight line it is zigzag i mean you're getting off the interstate hopping back on you know delays Mm -hmm. distractions and so there's there's something to that though so um so was i I know off 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 air we were talking a little bit so the penguin is that what really puts you on the map is that kind of the first you know, tell us about that. So that how, how did that happen? And, you know, that, that was in Plaza Midwood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were, uh, let's see, we'd been open about uh, five years, I think. Uh, yeah, five, six years. Um, and, uh, of course, still, let's see, I think we had gotten the Food Network here in Charlotte on cable about two years before that. Okay. Um, uh, before that. I would only get to see it like if we went on vacation. Myrtle Beach would have it in the hotel. Okay. And stuff, you know, and I, was, I thought I was living it up. You know, I'm watching yeah. Food Network. <laughs> I know who Emerald is. You know. Yeah. But actually, you know, I'm a big fan of Emerald. He he really put a lot of things on the map. Nice. Food Network being one of them. I mean, good for him. I uh, we would always go to New Orleans and uh, for Halloween, me and my wife. Yeah. And I would always look in the kitchens and all. And uh, I remember one time at K Paul's, um, I was looking in the back window trying to take a picture, and the guy motioned for me to come in the kitchen. Uh-huh. And uh, so I just stood there and watched him. You know, and this guy had like 12 saute pans going, and, I mean, they were just killing it. Wow. And, uh, you know, there again is another – it's like another hook in my mouth. I, so I, there again I started buying up books on you know, Louisiana cooking. And, nice. And, you know, just trying to get different – forms of cooking and, nice. uh, but all these things I stored in my head and uh um before little quick story here before I yeah. went to the penguin yep I ran the kitchen in a place called Alexander Michaels up in Fort Ward uptown okay um and I ran the kitchen up there for about five years and I had free reign as far as developing a menu putting things I like on it and they they still have uh several of my menu items today on the nice. menu, which is, uh, which is, I think is, you know, that's one of the best honors you can have. It's, if, you know, if it's working and they don't feel like they need to change it, you know, that's, that makes me very proud. hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, I, I learned a lot there of what sells, what doesn't, what to apply in certain situations. Sure. And one of the weirdest off the wall things, uh, there used to be a place on, uh, 7th Street, uh, Jack uh, Jack Straws was the name of it. Uh-huh. And they had fried pickles on the menu. Yeah. And um, for some reason, I don't know if they were that popular there or just nobody really promoted them or talked about them, but 
I just thought it was the coolest idea. I was like, man, I fry pickles. That's great, you know. Yeah. So I put them on the menu at Alexander Michaels, but I used a kosher dill. And when I was doing the menu, when I left Alexander Michaels and uh, went and, uh, let's see, well, it was couple of restaurants later yeah. that I developed the menu for uh, the penguin. I was first thing in my head was, man, fried, fried pick. pickles. We got to try the fried pickles. Nice. Yeah. And from day one, that was the best selling item that we had. No kidding. And uh, that's what got me on the Food Network was fried pickles. So that and, uh, is that restaurant, you know, uh, was the, was it the one that kind of you think gained the, your most popularity, you think? Yeah, definitely. Because, I, I mean, I know just talking off air, I mean, the community loved you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a great run there. Um, the, com- the community was fantastic. I mean, the locals were great. And, and you were there for how long? I mean, what, 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 what was, years was this? Let's see. I was there from uh, 91 until um, close to 99. Or probably right around, yeah. I guess ninety nine. Uh huh. Um, so, you know, in the meantime, me and my and my wife had a had a child, our daughter Patsy. Uh huh. So, my life changed drastically. Sure. You know, I mean, we have to take on a lot more responsibility there. Yeah. And uh, you know, there were times when I'd work two, three jobs just to pay the bills, and uh, you know, whatever it took. You know, whatever it took. That's part of growing up. You know, you. 100%. Uh, you learn what it takes to run your life as well as business. And, uh, you know, it was hard, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't change it. Uh, yeah. And uh, my daughter is smart enough to not get in the restaurant business. She's, <laughs> uh, she's helped me with, with some caterings before. But yeah. She's, uh, you know, I would always say, well, you know, you can always go to culinary school. And she'd be like, nope. Yeah. No, I cannot. So she sees me limping around the house. And, you know, I, I just had a hip replacement about, six months ago so you know she she saw the toll that it that it can take on you yep. and uh but yeah the penguin uh you know we got to where we would have annual uh pig pickings and the whole neighborhood would come out we'd have to shut down the street and get permits oh and, wow and somehow we got away with doing fireworks off the roof i mean and and, you, <laughs> and i'm talking big fireworks and <laughs> I'd look out and there's cops and the fire department and everybody's standing there. And I'm like, well, they're going to arrest us when we get down. But <laughs> then I noticed they were clapping and having a good time. And yeah, uh, so that pl- we got literally that place was so popular that we kind of got away with a lot of things that we probably shouldn't have. <laughs> Pyrotechnician over here, Greg. <laughs> Well, that was that was more of my partner uh, Brian. My 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 <laughs> role up there was to, after it went off, was to run over and kick it out of the way. So, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was the best um, job. You know, uh, something could have been left and yeah, you know, shot back at me. But, uh-huh. but anyway, it was it was fun. It was uh, we good, had a lot good of fun. Good run there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I have, uh, you know, you you live and you learn. You yeah, know, good and bad. Uh, and you know, I'm not saying it was bad, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Towards the end, that. Uh, it got a little stressful because, you know, seeing things different, people, you know, a lot of things people don't understand about partnerships. You know, uh, when you make agreements, you know, you have to stand by them. And sure. uh, um, we just uh, came to a point, um, 
Well, I got a call about the the building for Pinkies over at uh, sixteen hundred West Moorhead. Yeah, and I knew when he gave me the address what it was. Yeah, and I'm thinking, wow, that's where my my pawpaw, my grandfather used to take his Volkswagen yeah. to get fixed. So I told him, I was like, don't show it to anybody. I want that building. Nice. So uh, that set up um, Pinkies, but the biggest success at the penguin uh-huh. was when we got uh somebody put our names up for the food network to nice. be on uh, a new show called triple d and we were on the third episode of the first season nice so uh yeah it's crazy you have every once in a while guy will be close and some of the other guys that have been on uh triple d or the grocery games or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've got no a, a lot of the camera crew and yeah. uh, production guys, and so that's that's one really good thing of it. And I've got to know Guy, and he and I have been we've stayed in communication for gosh, like thirteen years now, something nice. like that. Nice guy. Uh, he's fantastic. Just any question I've ever had, he's never let me down. That's I mean, awesome. He's he's just a great source of. You know, if anything, motivation. I That's mean, awesome. Yeah, the, here's a guy who, you know, just had this explosive personality and is a fantastic chef. Yeah. And put those two together, and his friends talked him into going and trying out for this Food Network thing. And Good for him. Boom. You know, he there took over from Emerald. He, you know, Emerald retired, and Guy became the face of the Food Network. I love that. You know, so I love that. That's a great success story, too. Uh, you know, and... And you know he's had network TV. He's had, I mean, he's he's pretty much done. He's it everywhere. All. Yeah, he he's is. everywhere. Yeah, I was watching TV the other night, and he's on a Hawaiian bread commercial. Okay. That's that's awesome. <laughs> well, let's do this. Uh, let's 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 kind of wrap up. I mean, what 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 are some general thoughts, suggestions, tips for people out here, Greg? That what you know? I mean, you've had a wealth of experiences, stories, relationships. Uh, ventures, what's, what's, you know, say, say someone's got, you know, a, uh, uh, an idea, you know, they're young, even, even, even if they've been in the game for a while, you know, and, and they want to do their own thing or, you know, uh, what, what are just some life tips, successful tips that, you know, from your experiences you can suggest to these guys? Um, well, you know, 30 years I've worked with a lot of people who can manage to, go out and party, stay up all night, and then come in and make it through the shift and all. But, you know, after a little while, that starts getting old. You can start noticing it in people coming out. And, you know, if you want to be part of a serious kitchen brigade, which is, you know, kind of like the way they look at it in France and and a lot of Europe and all is, uh, you know, you just got to take it serious. You can't just be like, oh, I'm just cooking this, whatever, you know. Um, That's a good point. And, you know, you've, you've got to be prepared for what you're expected to do because, you know, you're working with a product that has a, a lifespan. First off, you got to get rid of it. you got to – and, you know, preferably with a profit. Yep. Uh, so, you know, whether it's you or you're working for somebody, um, once you get in that practice of making sure everything can be profitable, um, I think that's – the best spot you can be in is knowing what your cost of everything is, uh, especially your labor. Um, and, uh, you know, I think 
that's the best position you can be in is, you know, if you have to write it down, you know, every week or every day, you know, I got so many people, so many hours. Yeah. And know when to cut people. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to stay on top of payroll. Um, but that's, that's the most important thing is, uh, you know, knowing, knowing that you're putting out good food. Yep. Uh, being in control of your finances. Uh, have a little setback in case a cooler goes down. Yep. Uh, last week, I think we had three coolers go down between Ooh. the two stores. I mean, you know, it happens. 200 yeah. here, 300 there, 1,000 there. Yep. You know, it adds up. And yep. it's, uh, you know, it, it can break you. Yep. A hundred percent. My my dad just bought a new sandwich unit for his restaurant. Two, Twenty two hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah. I was like, dang. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. but Greg, I appreciate this, man. This was awesome. Hey, thank you. This Nick. was awesome. Uh, listen, if you guys have not gone to Pinkies, man, you are missing out. These guys have excellent food. I've eaten there. I, I feel like I always eat the same. Actually, you know what? I think. Andy, your business partner, told me to eat the turkey sandwich one time, which was fantastic. Yeah. But I usually eat the the Greek pita with, oh, yeah. with chicken. Yes. That's Love one, it. One of Love my it. favorites. The too. olives, yeah. the cheese, pita mm -hmm. bread. I mean, listen, I'm Greek. You know, I got to yeah. I, I gotta have some of the, you know. But yeah. um, And I even had, I, I went, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh-huh, you're good. I, researching this thing, I went and met with an Israeli chef and learned how to make real falafel. So nice. our falafel is homemade. So nice. that's, that's how deep I went into this menu. So I love it. I love it. Uh, guys, this was incredible. Um, appreciate you coming on, Greg, and sharing oh, with you. us. This you know, awesome. I mean, I think there's, I mean, like I said, I, mean, I, I feel like we literally could be here for two more hours. I'm, I'm not even <laughs> kidding. But um, hey, season two, I'll come back. Hey, Part there two. you go. Our, our first ever, uh, you know, guest coming on twice. But season one is over. Episode 30. Uh, Paper Trails podcast. We had a blast uh, filming this, and we've learned a lot. Austin and I, you know, traveling and setting up and podcast studios and the whole thing. But uh, like I said, if you guys have not gone to, to Pinkies, stop by, support them. They are a a staple in the community. You know, obviously with the pandemic and us doing all takeout. I mean, a lot of restaurants have taken a hit. So support local. Support local. Go to your restaurants. Give you know, buy gift cards. Get get takeouts. And uh, we will see you guys in the next episode on season two. Thank you guys so much. Have an awesome rest of your day.